first of all, I would say it's not about you. So if you can take your eyes off of you when it comes to leadership and realize kind of the impact generationally that you're going to have, if you take it seriously, it's not about what you can't do or can do. It's literally God's already called you that. Go lead by just sitting at the kitchen table in the morning and reading your Bible and let people watch that. Don't tell them you're doing it. That's leading. Like, okay, well, dad's doing this every day. Like, there's, surely there's a reason. Surely there's something in it. You know, maybe I'll try. So lead that yeah. way. Lead. We can all be servant leaders from the back of the line. And yeah, there's times we got to get the front of the line and, and, and go at it, you know, on behalf of those who can't do it themselves. But I think leadership sticks when we're serving from the back. We're propping others up and encouraging people. Um, and telling them they can do it, like encourage, empower those people. Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! There we go. Yeah, loud and clear, man. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How's it going? It's good to meet you. I mean, I feel like we kind of know each other already just watching each other on social media, man. I, it's pretty cool. I, I really didn't realize, I kind of did, but forgot you were from Canada. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm in um, Water, the Waterloo region of Ontario. So it, it's Southern Ontario. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised a good old Canadian boy. So you're that's why you're a Maple Leafs guy, I can see behind you. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Are yeah, you a musician as well? Yeah, I, my wife and I lead worship, so uh, I do play a guitar. Now, this is That's a guitar awesome. I don't play, so this is yeah, more yeah. of a display. Sure, I just sure. play guitar. <laughs> oh, dude, hey, I love that. My son plays in his youth worship band. He plays guitar. Nice. Um He's the music director, actually. He's just turned 16, and he's the guy that's, like, calling the transitions and doing wow. the, computer, the computer stuff. I'm pretty impressed by it. I'm bragging on that's, him a little. Yeah, yeah that must make you a proud dad, man. That's cool, because I've always wanted to do music, you know, music, and I never have. I've never had a talent for okay. it. Okay. But I see you Wait. also have a coffee sign, and I'm all about some coffee, so... Well, dude, I know you're a black, is it black rifle coffee? I have a black rifle coffee mug that I got for Christmas, but I drink Armor Nation coffee, who's one of my sponsors. And so, yeah, right. Armor Nation's the, the coffee that I actually drink. I drink a little bit of community and then I drink Armor Nation too. So Gridiron Coffee is another one. Like they sent me some stuff and there's just so okay. much good coffee out there. I got to know, <laughs> I got to know these guys. Like I really had to reach out and be like, Hey, can, can we be friends? 
<laughs> well, I, on my last podcast from last week, are you are you drinking coffee right now, man? Of course. Because because last time I did a sip at the same time with my last <laughs> my last guest, my my friend Gabriel from Las Vegas. Uh-huh. He I think he was actually wearing. I'd have to check the video, but he was wearing I think a black rifle coffee shirt. I wouldn't doubt it. And then I heard you on your podcast talking about Black Rifle and different coffees. And I'm like, another brother who yeah. loves coffee. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I think on that podcast, it's funny because I said, it might be a conflict of, conflict of interest. I'm drinking Armored Nation coffee out of a Black Rifle coffee mug. So I've got some, I've got a house divided in my coffee world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know what? The, the Lord is gracious, man. Yeah. He's gracious. That, I guess that'd be like me, a good old Canadian, having a Tim Hortons cup with some McDonald's coffee in there. I guess it would. I guess it you know, would. You know, it's all good. That's good. Now, because because we're scoping out each other's kind of rooms where we're at, I noticed a football a football helmet. Were you yeah. a footballer growing up? So, man, love football. I played baseball, but I think I actually love football more. But I was just not physically able to go any further than about eighth grade. And uh, okay. so I, I really hold football players in a high regard, but I love football and and uh, so my daughter actually is pretty crafty with a, it's called a cricket where you can print out things and make decals. And so she made a last in line decal and a buddy of mine who coaches junior high football gave me the helmet. So I sort nice. of made my own, you might yeah. know this when you're your own production studio, you're your own director, <laughs> your own guy, you kind of yeah. have to do some creative stuff. Cause I can't pay for a lot of things, but uh, I, Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yep. I totally hear you. It's funny because what you see if you were to see the rest of the room i'm in you wouldn't be very impressed dude my wife so this shield behind me my wife's like you can't put that on the trim that's going the chair rail that goes across the middle that she's like nobody does that i'm like yeah, yeah but it's on yeah. camera so i gotta put it there and she's yeah, like, okay, we're, that's gonna have right. to re we're rearranging the office okay so you understand the headache then of I literally, while you're, you know, trying to set things up, you have the camera on and you're, you're standing behind the and camera everything's holding backwards. things up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just, oh, you're, you're, you know, pulling your hair out and I get it. It's nice to know there's a brother out there that gets it. I think there's a lot of us out there that, that struggle <laughs> yeah. with those kinds of limited resource, limited funding scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is, but man, and we're going to talk, you know, more about this, I'm sure in one aspect, but. I really believe that God honors, you know, the Bible says that if we're faithful and little, right. man, we're going to be ruled over much. And so right. we use, I always say, even to my kids, we use what we have and, and then we leave the results to God. And that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing, man. Yep. He'll multiply it. I mean, he's better at math yeah. than we are. So just yeah. we'll stick with the basics yeah. and let him multiply everything because he will. That's right. That's yeah. right, man. I like that, John. So obviously for those of you who are listening, I got a, a, a really cool dude on John Shibley. Is that how you pronounce it? Shibley? It's exactly right. Okay. And I'm, I'm really thankful that, uh, that John and I have connected and that he, uh, is my guest today. Uh, he mentioned it already that he used to play baseball and I've heard you talk about baseball on your podcast. Now you are from Houston, Texas, and I'm from Southern Ontario. I'm an hour away from Toronto. Now in 2015, you probably know where I'm going with this. The Texas Rangers and the Toronto Blue Jays had, in my opinion, the craziest seventh inning in Major League Baseball history. Are, are, is this are, when? Uh, is this when uh, our guy delivered a right hook uh, to your guy no, that slid in second? No very hard into second base not no, okay. we'll get we'll get there this is a year before that okay. so so in the playoffs in 2015 
It was the Rangers versus the Jays, and there was that crazy seventh inning in Toronto. I wasn't there, but I was watching on, on TV. I don't know if you remember that game at all. I don't, John. and I will tell you, just for all of my local people so they don't kill me later, we are Houston Astros, and there is a hard line between us and the Texas Rangers. So I was probably rooting for the Toronto Blue Jays in that. So, okay. <laughs> so okay. I will just tell you, Texas is a big, I mean, it's a big deal between Dallas and Houston folks. So go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me so about that what, inning. So what you'll have to do, you'll have to go, uh, okay. go on YouTube and watch that. Just type in seventh inning of the Jays versus Rangers. Gotcha. It, it's unbelievable. It's about 40 minutes long. Okay. But saying all that, what, what a whole bunch of drama led to the Jose Bautista bat flip, which everybody is familiar with. And that rubbed, you know, that didn't sit well with the Texas Rangers. Yeah. And and I guess in the unwritten rules of sports, that was written there, it right? Happen. Yeah, but it happens. Yeah. It, it happens. He's amped it. up. Once you see the inning, you'll know why right, he was right. so. I remember that. So, now. so then, so then the year after, in the early baseball season of 2016, 2017, the Jays are in in Texas. Yep. And Jose Bautista, with the whole bat flip, he ends up running, sliding into second base in a new game, new season. And then there's good old, how do you pronounce his name? Rugnit Odor? Odor, yeah. Yeah, Rugnit Odor. One of the best right jabs of in history oh. of baseball. And they start, they start, you know, chirping, and he clocked them really good. Oh, yeah. He hit him good. Man. He did, and he deserved it. I'm sorry, I'm a Christian, but I think he deserved. He came in, <laughs> he came in dirty, and uh, if you know baseball, he came in real dirty, and so he got on, what the, he deserved. on the slide. You mean? Oh like yeah. On the slide. Oh yeah. 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 And then, well, thank you. Uh, who's that really cool third baseman that played for the Rangers? He. Um, Oh, uh, what's his name again? A little bit really nice guy. guy. Yeah, he's... yeah, a real, a real good veteran. But he was yeah. holding Bautista up. Okay. Uh, or else I think Bautista. Anyway, saying yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard you love baseball. Yeah. And I thought I'd bring up a little bit of you know Texas versus Toronto. So you're yeah. so speaking of Houston, now we got we actually got picked up George Springer, who's rocking That's it right. for the Blue Jays now. That's right. That Are was you... a sad yeah. day. That was a sad day. Good day for you, yeah. but a sad day. And for your listeners. <laughs> Stick with us. We got some really good content coming up, but bear with we us do. through the baseball. But no, I yeah. think uh, I think that was just good for George. But we're all rooting for George. I don't think there's anybody in Houston that is upset. I mean, we're upset he left, but dude, yeah, we love yeah. him. He's a great dude. Yeah, he is. He's he's doing really well. So yeah, awesome. A little bit of baseball talk there. Do you want to have some fun with you, the John? Awesome. But uh, so John John Shibley is my guest. He is the founder of last in line leadership you can see if you're watching on youtube by the cool shield on his wall and the mission of last in line leadership is to encourage equip and empower people for growth as servant leaders that's the big idea servant leaders within their home workplace community by applying faith-based principles john is also a host of his own podcast called last in line leadership it's a great podcast i've listened to many episodes and he's also an author of i believe multiple books uh he's the author of a book called again last in line leadership uh pathway to purpose and destiny uh, and destiny defined as well as a devotional slash journal strength for the week which i believe is your most current yep. book yes it is um and it's it's weekly tools for building your life story and so um we're going to talk about this whole idea of servant leadership, uh, leadership as a whole. Obviously, my podcast, my podcast is 
directed and targeted towards Christian men. And if you are a man listening to this podcast right now, you need to know that you are a leader, whether yeah. whether you believe it, whether you want to be, uh, you are a leader. People are watching you right. in the home, like John's, like John's uh, mission there in the home and workplace, in church, all over. People are watching men who are listening, and mm-hmm. you are a leader. And so John also obviously is a leader, and he's very passionate about leadership. Uh, he has a lot of great guests on his podcast. I encourage you to check it out. Um, but he's also a leader in his family. He's a married man, and you've already heard about his children, a couple of his ki- his kids. So he's a leader as well. And so w- I have him on today to talk about, of course, leadership and the importance of it. Um, but I want to I want to start, John. Just kind of, I love to hear the testimony of my guests. I want to hear your story, kind of John's life as a boy growing up. What was that like for you? And then what led you to faith in Jesus Christ? Yeah, man, I I will tell you, like for those of you, there's 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 a thousand better stories and and more, you know, rags to riches or overcoming. I had a really good life. I, I mean, I have had a really good childhood. I mean, both parents in the home. I was a single you know, an only child. So I got all the attention. I had some cousins that were really close. We were a tight knit, big family. Uh, You know, we come from like our dad's side was middle, middle Eastern background. They come from a big family. So we all just were tight knit in the same little town, Mm -hmm. grew up in a small town, actually in Oklahoma, didn't move to Texas till about 15 years ago. But so I'm an Okie at heart. I'm kind of split. My heart's half Texas, half Okie. And, and if you know anything about college football that's a that's a huge conflict and within myself i'm gonna have to work out but uh no so uh, oklahoma (laughs) small town in oklahoma and and man i just i grew up in a great my parents were always at stuff like they took me to places i was big into baseball big into sports uh they were always there they always encouraged me my dad was a former uh captain in the in the marine corps and went served in vietnam he was a 25 year educator coach in our local high school uh, mom worked for 30 plus years in, in uh, the communications industry. So, man, I, by all serve on all the surfaces, I had it made. And, and I, do, I did. And I think maybe that mm. kind of led to some of my uh, navigating down some roads in high school and college that, that I'm not real proud of because I just felt like everything was going to get taken care of. And so why not just go live life to the fullest YOLO? My mm, everyday yeah. life motto was just, you know, you only live once. So, I mean, mm. I, I had some good friends, lifelong friends. I still have a guy that I grew up just elementary school with that is my best friend in life who still, we still connect, but man, mm. I, 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 I didn't go to church um, except for so my grandmother on my dad's side was the pa- was the matriarch of the family in that town and she was the glue I would say a hundred percent the glue mm-hmm. she was faithful going to church every every Sunday but we all mm-hmm. went kind of once or twice a year for her and you know they call it the CEO Christians we were the Christmas Easter only the CEOs yeah, yeah. and so we went for <laughs> yeah. her we went on Mother's Day I yeah. knew that whole the whole religion, I knew that, that aspect, but I didn't know how this whole relationship with Christ worked. And I didn't understand any of that. And in fact, I was probably because of the way I was living in high school and college, I didn't, I didn't want to hear about it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we didn't, I wasn't a big church, even though we believed we just weren't into the discipline of what the Christian life looked like. And man went to college and 
that that whole thing just derailed. I just went a totally opposite direction of a Christian faith. Um, but you know, I, I will say, and I always tell this story cause it's not a flashy, impressive testimony mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you're supposed to be able to do that in like two or three minutes and I'm really bad at it. But I, uh, I, I met a guy at jury duty and mind you, I'm, 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 I'm married at this time, but not living for God. Like we're mm-hmm. in the world big time, both feet in the world. And this guy is witnessing to me every day I go to jury duty and I do wow. not want to hear it. He is the thorn in my side. I dread going every day to jury duty because this guy's going to talk to me about Jesus. And, and I don't remember his name, but I can see his face. And I, I wish so he I was, he was just a total stranger that yeah. you met on yep. jury duty. Wow. Yep. yep. Just wow. start talking. And he's, he's all about, <laughs> he's full court pressing me too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, yeah. I don't, don't want to hear this, but for some reason, I think those seeds got planted, even though my soil sure. was not fertile. Like it was just dried up concrete. You know, the Bible talks about the kinds of soil well, fast yeah, forward, yeah. I have, we have a couple kids and my wife's like, we're going to raise them in church. We're just, we just are, we're just going to do it. And I'm like, okay. And so I was the first and you're not, guy. And you're not even Christians then? Like you're well, not even believe, Christians then? Yeah, we believe, yeah. but we don't, we don't know what church is. We don't know what any yeah, of that yeah. whole lifestyle is. I, I yeah. may have owned a Bible. I don't even know. Probably didn't. <laughs> Probably didn't. But I was the first guy out of the church on Sunday. Let's just say. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, so, so we moved to Louisiana with my job and, and we knew nobody. And so we got plugged into a church that was similar to, so life church is where we went in Oklahoma, Craig Rochelle. It wasn't near okay. as yeah. monstrous as it is now. It's just blown up, but moved was to, he pastoring then as well yeah, when, yeah. when you were, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, moved to Louisiana in the new Orleans area. I got plugged in, got us plugged into a church there. Um, and, the rest is kind of history. We got active. We got into serving. We met a lot of people and figured out what it was supposed to be. Figured out that my life was supposed to be a relationship with Christ. I was supposed mm-hmm. to put him first, following what he taught and teach others to do the same and just live a life that was discipleship, service, loving Christ, loving people. And so I got sort of to understand what that was finally. And I'm like, this isn't so bad. What have I been afraid of this whole time? So mm-hmm. that's a long story, but that's where I am. Like we've we've served in leadership in church ever since. Moved to Texas, got in a great church called the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. And I'll just say, man, serving is how you get to know what what the Christ life is. Like living mm. for Christ is through service. And hundred percent. Man, if anybody's listening, like it's not about how many verses of the Bible you can recite. It's not yeah. about how polished your family looks. Mm, amen. It's about just getting it in you, understanding what living a, a life of relationship is, not religion, and then serving mm. other people. That's in a nutshell what changed it for That's me. That's awesome. That's awesome that you said that. And just an hour ago, my my wife and I with our two teenage kids, we have two teenage kids, 17 is my son and our daughter's 14. And Saturdays, we always try to do family devotions. Life gets so busy. I'm sure you know that. And so we always, usually we find Saturday mornings we're around. So we try to have, you know, a good half an hour. And what we do is just read through different books of the Bible. We'll pick a book and we'll just read a chapter through it Mm -hmm. each time we do it. Mm -hmm. We all read three verses and then we just go around and we're all reading part of that passage, that, that chapter. And just this morning, we were in Galatians chapter four, and it was talking about how how we were under the law, 
um, trying to obey the spiritual principles of the world by the law before Jesus came. And then when Jesus came, he came and purchased our freedom. It's that whole idea of purchasing our freedom. And so that was exactly what we were talking about there, what you just um, exhorted to the listeners, that it's not about knowing all the Bible verses, knowing everything, being the perfect Christian. It's about accepting that free gift of grace from Jesus and knowing that he has freed you from sin and saved you eternally. Yeah. And that's powerful, man. Yeah. And so what what was it what was it that was that you felt was causing you to not because when you came to faith you realized wow this wasn't so bad as what you were thinking what was it that you were thinking it yeah. was going to be I thought I had to trade in all the fun stuff in life like all the the ways that I yeah. knew life to be and all of my yeah. lifestyle that I was living which was on the opposite side of the spectrum from Christian life so I thought well this is what I've always known to be fun. This is my social circle. I have to trade all that in and I have to yeah. go find new friends. I have to change, turn my life upside down hundred percent, do a 180. And I have to, and a lot of ways you do, like if you want to live right. the fullness of the Christian life, you can't be trapped in sin. You can't be trapped in yeah. the ways of the world, right? You just, yeah, you just yeah. can't, or you're not going to get the fullness of it. So right. I was afraid that I was going to have no life to be honest in a nutshell. And it turns yeah. out, there's a whole, like, life is so much brighter and different and better yeah. when you realize what, what Christ did for us. And I'm not yeah. a preacher, but, I mean, you don't have to be to really understand, like, there was a magnificent sacrifice made on my behalf. Not just on yeah. people's behalf, but it was personal for me. So once I yeah. realized that that sacrifice was for me, it was for you, like, Dude, I was like, okay, I can't wrap my brain around that. So I'm going to try my really hardest to like honor that and yeah. be grateful for that and to like tell everybody else about it. Cause like I didn't realize how great this was. So that's where mm. I kind of got on fire. Um, and, you know, I, I just started serving. I, I can't stress enough going back to the serving in a local church is huge. Like, yeah, it's not about how many points you're getting in heaven. We don't get paid commission by how many people we usher into a, a seat at church. Like it's, it's out of the heart. Like it's let's, let's serve the body of Christ because the Bible talks about mm -hmm. everybody's part of the body. So we all have yeah, a role amen. and uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so you even mentioned there that, you know, you, you said, I'm not a preacher and you don't have to be. And I would say a huge amen brother, but you did, you did mention that you have been serving in the church for a long time. I'm curious, what what roles have you played? Because every single role in the body of Christ is is absolutely needed and essential and as important as each other. So what roles of leadership have you and maybe your wife together? Yep. You mentioned your your son is leading in worship. Yep. Um, you know, and so so talk about that. What roles of leadership over the years and even currently are you leading in the local church? Yep, yep. So we, when we first came to Christ and got really involved in the church, we were really part of the food ministry. So we would take food to people's homes. We would do events wow. and we would like be part of that group. And that's where we met a lot of people and then moved to Texas and kind of got into more leadership role of teaching men's classes. Um, wife and I taught a, or a marriage, uh, I think it was a marriage class. We helped teach one of those. and. And so uh, I've served as an usher. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but in the last, I guess the most recent couple months, I've taken a step, kind of a hiatus, a little bit from it. I mean, I will tell people that doesn't make you less of a Christian, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like to 
kind of get a breath. Like if you've been serving mm. for years, religiously, oh, hundred percent. Like you got to yes. you got to unplug and just sort yes. of get get fed a little bit more, and yeah, then go. Man. You know flip the switch again and go do that some more. But I think it's a refreshing season and I don't feel, mm. uh, I want people that are listening to that not to feel condemned by that at all. Um, if, if no, you're, that's where sure. you are, but, but so yeah, teaching men's ministry is really where I feel like my fire is lit and I've, that's awesome. I've done a lot of that and written some curriculum with a couple of the pastors. So yeah, that's more of the leadership that we've done. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously very, very clearly leadership is a huge part of your life and it's what you're, preaching as far as you know declaring with your life and with your ministry and your service you're big on service serving the lord mm. by offering basically you've offered your life to him you surrendered john's like okay no more of john's life i'm gonna give my life to jesus surrender to jesus and i'm serving jesus now for for the rest of my life which mm -hmm. is a great example to your listeners to people who are being blessed by your ministry man and so obviously leadership is is a big idea and i love the name of your of your ministry of your business of of your podcast of your books of this thing that you've presented to the world of last in line leadership and i know it's in line with mark chapter 9 verse 35 it's right on your instagram there and and i'll just read the big idea of that passage is, is jesus speaking and he's speaking to his disciples and there he hear he hears his disciples like talking about who's going to be the greatest yeah. in the kingdom and Jesus is listening and then he calls them over and he says if anyone desires to be first because that's the mentality of the man of of men of of our flesh yep we if if we're honest we all want to be first first in line you know f at, at the for the roller coaster ride that just came to my head yeah first in line at the restaurant first in line at the movies like we want to be first right you're sitting down at a table you want to be served first before other people that's just how our fleshly mind goes and so Jesus is like, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. And so there's where it is. Jesus is like, if you want to be first in the eyes of God, you need to have a heart of being a servant, not standing on the front line saying, look at me, how spiritual, how good I am. Look at what I can do, but rather what can I do as an act of service, right? And yeah. so we, I want to talk more about kind of why why last in line leadership? But I want to read one more passage here, if I can, from Mark 10. Um, and it's Jesus speaking as well. And Jesus said, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. So Jesus said, if you want to be a leader, you it starts with being a servant. And then whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave of everyone else. And then listen to what he said. For even the son of man, speaking of himself, even Jesus came not to be served, but to serve others as well. So Jesus, he came to serve. Yeah. And Jesus is, in all of history, the greatest leader there has ever been. And he came to serve. Yeah. And so talk more about this whole idea of why you're so passionate, not only about leadership, but this whole idea of last-in-line leadership, according to Mark 9. Yeah. And... um I'll add a caveat to what you just said. I love those scriptures too. And uh, I was interviewing a guy who was a chaplain in the um, Navy for years and years, decades. And he asked me the same question. And he said, is that because of what the Marine Corps believes? And I said, no, tell me that. And my dad was a Marine, but we just never really talked about a lot of stuff. And I, he said, 
the Marine Corps, when they go to eat, the highest decorated officers eat last and the lowest enlisted men eat first. So the highly decorated general is at the back of the line when they're eating in the chow line. And I thought, wow, I didn't know that, but that had nothing to do with the, me having the name. But I was like, if they can, you know, Marines are, in my opinion, they're, they're right up there with some of the yeah. you know, toughest dudes. And so, yeah, if they can figure that out, you know, I think there's something to it. And, and I am, so during quarantine of COVID, I got up early a lot. We're all at home, right? We're stuck at home. So my alone time was, we had like six or seven people in our house. I have a big family. And so my alone time had to start before everybody got up. Mm -hmm. So I'm out doing my devotional time and I'm just pressing in and trying to think about this whole COVID. Everybody's doom and gloom. Everybody's negative. Everybody's, this is, you know, this is, this is the worst thing ever. And so I was like, I just want to have kind of a voice of, maybe positivity, maybe hope, maybe encouragement, whatever. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like gift, one of my gifts is encouragement. And, mm -hmm. uh, I started writing some things down and, you know, ultimately started writing some devotionals down and I'm out in the garage where I'm forced to lift weights, of course, during COVID because mm -hmm. everything shut down and God just laid it on me heavy. Um, that's where he talks to me a lot, by the way, is when I'm working out, I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm at my weakest point. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a metaphor there. I'm at my yeah, weakest, sure. you know, breakdown. Where he's strongest. Yeah. yeah. And so he steps in, in my moment of weakness and he lays that on me. He's like last in line. Mm. And I didn't know about the Mark scripture yet at this point, but I was like last in line. Okay. So I start looking up servant leadership in my devotional times, you know, in the ensuing weeks. And I'm like, so I found the scripture and I thought, wow. That's major because if we can put ourselves sort of, and I'm all about leading from the front, right? I'm all about being the tip of the spear as everybody calls it. The real men lead from the front. I get that. We, there are times for that, but if Jesus, like you said, can yeah. serve, we can serve. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I was like, let's, let's prop others up. Let's try to encourage people by, you know, us kind of taking a, a backseat, mm. helping others identify gifts, helping others, stay inspired, get in the word, be more Christ-like, like, let's, let's go there. And so that's where mm -hmm. this whole thing kind of unfolded. I, it became a podcast, a YouTube channel, I wrote my first book, which is really mm -hmm. a devotional about all those thoughts I was having out on the patio for months. And I wrote them down and put them into a book. And so, yeah, that's where it all came. So from. that all happened like within the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. End of 20. So, so like, was that like a suddenly thing where you just felt like God just brought, dropped this kind of call on your life? Like, because prior to that, you were obviously in service at the church in different capacities. Yeah. But how, how did that unfold? Because like, did you just wake up one day? Were you, were you praying about it specifically? Were you asking God for direction? Or did he just like out of nowhere drop it on you and give you this like revelation of the call of God for you? for this season of your life. Yeah, no, it was just kind of, it was a little bit of both. Uh, I had been a writer, not had been, a, I hadn't published anything, but I've always, I've been, I've written lyrics for our church worship okay. team. I've written, okay. I'm, I've always cool, been man. decent wordsmith, uh, if you want yeah, to call yeah. it that. And so I felt like part of my gift was just writing down those encouraging thoughts. And so it all kind of compiled into a book. So I've always hmm. wanted to do that. I've always wanted to be an author and I've never wanted, I've never done it. Like I've always been fearful, maybe even lazy, maybe ignorant, didn't really know how to start it or where it would go. Yeah. Didn't know what to yeah. do. So yeah, 
it's both. It, it, it hmm. was something that was in me, but then it was finally an opportunity for me not to have any excuses. And God's like, look, you guys are sheltered in place. You, you have no excuse now, write it down, get it out there, take a chance, take a step of faith and I'll bless it. And I'll, I'll, I'll expand it. But, um, yeah, so he laid it on my heart, but it was kind of already germinating in me, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it was just the the right time right. for him to kind of bring it out of you yeah. and say, now's the time to really, yeah, really, you know, bring this thing home. Because I just find that, I, I find that really cool because for me, like it, it was a little over a year and a half ago, it was in July of 2020, also in this whole pandemic right. time. I found myself, man, because I worked through the pandemic. I still went to work. I'm in custom cabinetry. So my wife and kids, they were essentially home, but I still had to go. I was essential, right? So I, I still had to go to work. And so it really didn't change much for me as far as my schedule. Mm. Um, obviously, I was dealing with the whole mental thing of what is what is this pandemic and watching the news and hearing the numbers and all that craziness as well. But as far as my schedule, it remained the same. But I remember coming home during that season, man, before there was any such thing of the podcast that I started, I, I would come home. And I was so tired from work. I'm so exhausted emotionally and mentally from just life in general outside of a pandemic. But then throw the pandemic on. Mm. I'm trying. I'm trying to be, you know, a, a, a strong, committed husband for my wife when I'm home after work, being tired, being there for my kids, helping with homework, listening to their, you know, teenage issues and all these things. Right. It was just. I felt a real weight upon me in the summer of 2020. Yeah. In in many ways. Mm. And, and I remember thinking to myself, man, if, if I'm feeling this way as a Christian man, a follower of Jesus, there have got to be millions of other Christian men who are feeling the same as I am. And I already knew there was a million other men's podcasts out there and there was no need for another Christian men's podcast, yeah. but, but the Lord, kind of like you in your gym working out there, the Lord put it on my heart, strong man to start, just start a podcast. Because prior to that, I, I enjoyed listening to podcasts and and had the odd thought of maybe one day, but this summer of 2020, man, he just revealed it and like you brought it to the surface where I almost had no choice. And so I started it by faith, John, like, like you did as well, not knowing the results, not knowing how yeah. it's gonna unfold. Yeah. And you know, almost, it'll be two years in July and we're a very similar timeline yeah. of kind of when we launched out. And I still don't know where it's going, but, but I'm doing my best to be faithful with what I feel God's given to me. And that's exactly what you're doing, John. You're, you're doing your best to be faithful what the Lord's given you to do. And, and God will take care of the results. I, I can't control that. I can, I can share it. I can let people know. I can do interviews. I can, yeah. you know, record and, and put it out there. But Lord, your, your, the results are in your hands. And so I just find that interesting how we both kind of had the similar start there. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you I want think to say something. it's good because I, I, I mean, there might be so more than we even know people that are right in our same boat and yeah. it's good to connect with people that are in that same season because I, I, let me tell you through the last six months or so, it's been a little discouraging because I'm in, I'm, I'm probably the most impatient person I know. And so to watch, if you're watching the numbers and you're watching the response, you know, you can get discouraged if it's not, yes. you know, if the followership isn't where you think it should, I, I got to get out. And, and I, I've done well getting out of that. Thankfully I've just been like, and, and, and God gives us a spouse 
for a reason for multiple reasons but yes sir but she's like she's my ground she's like the white grounding yes. wire like if you've ever done any electrical work like she's my grounding wire she's like yeah. you feel like one or two people who are listening to it and i'm like yeah okay then what are you worried about i'm like oh that hurt but yeah it's right in my face and it's true like if one person is encouraged by it, like you telling me you listened to one of my episodes the other day i'm like that right there is enough. Like somebody's hearing it, right? It's not just yeah. crickets. And so I think the only reason I'm saying that is for encouragement for you and I, but somebody else that might be in that same, like, do I start yeah. one or I did start one and I thought it was going to be way better. And it's really just kind of like going, no, mm -hmm. just, just be faithful to God, do what he's play for the audience of one. You hear that all the time. So yeah, like, yeah. you know what, if he laid it on you, it's for a reason. And you don't get like, we don't deserve to know why yet. We don't, yeah. we, it's not, we're not entitled to the answers to everything. So just do mm -hmm. it faithfully. And I'm telling you, he's faithful. So, yeah. And it's, you're right, man. It's about the audience of one, which is a great song also by Big Daddy Weave. Yeah. Um, but, but saying that we, um, God, God will bring the results. I don't want to lose my train of thought here because as you were talking there, this is the perfect segue, John, into exactly what I wanted to talk to you about, because it may not be somebody listening who wants to start a podcast. It could be any kind of God-given dream that they feel the Lord has called them to do something. Yep. You know, go to a certain school, yeah. uh, pursue pursue a certain relationship, um, maybe end a bad relationship or whatever it is. Right. Maybe you're you're thinking God's given you some sort of direction here, but I want to stay more on the track of this kind of God dream, God desire, um, purpose for your life. That's kind of the track I want to stay on. And it segues perfectly into, because you and I are on that track now. Yeah. We're, we're both racing down that road, doing what we can, feeling the frustrations, the anger, the emotions, all of that stuff that come with it. Because if you're listening and you, and you're not, you've never experienced uh, quote unquote ministry for the Lord or service for the Lord, when you enter into it, there is opposition, there is battle, there is discouragement, there is oppression. And thank the Lord for my wife as well, bro, because she also grounds me and she likes to ground me by giving me, not not literally, but she'll slap me in my spiritual face and be like, Matt, come back down to reality. You know, you can only do what you can do, Matt. I'm working full time. I'm busy. I can only do what I can do. Let me interrupt so there. Let me interrupt. There yeah, real go quick. for it. Yep. For those out there, like if you feel opposition, that's a sign you're in the right direction. Yes. Yep. Amen. Yep. That's so good. I heard a preacher once say in his early years of preaching, he'd get up and he's down on the front row waiting to be called up to the platform. And so long he would feel the enemy and hear the voices yep. of the enemy saying, you're a failure. You're a joke. You're going to get up there and preach this message. Yep. And, um, and, and his name is Dr. Michael Brown. He's, he has yeah. a podcast. You might know him, but anyways, he, he used to at times give into that and would go up just feeling like empty. But then he switched it over to, he said, then every time he'd get up to preach, he'd stand in there in the front row waiting for worship to end, get called up on the stage. When he would feel that feeling, you know that feeling, yep. he would hear those voices of, of opposition. He would turn it into exactly what you said, confirmation that this is exactly what I need to do. Yep. This is exactly what I need to preach. This is exactly what I need to write. Yep. This is exactly what I need to record on a podcast yep. because I'm feeling that pushback. And so amen, yep. brother. Thank you for, for making that yep. great point. And so one of your podcast episodes, John, you it was called uh, Heart, Head, and Hands. And you were talking about this God-given, when, when people 
you know, in, in this case, when men of God have a, a dream, a desire, a direction, a purpose that they feel is from God, and, and just about how, what do they do with that? And where do I go with this? I feel the Lord calling me to do this thing. I feel it's the purpose of my life. I feel I need to do it, kind of like we did. And, and you know, even back talking about your podcast, you said when you started it, it was uncharted waters for you. You didn't know what you were doing. You felt like you weren't able or adequate. And, and you even talked about opposition that will come. But I want to talk about this. What the, I love this episode that you talked that the, it starts in the, the heart and then it goes to the head and then it goes to the hands. Just talk about a bit more about that. And then I want us to dialogue more about that as as we get in conversation. But talk about that podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I love how God works and he actually knows my nerdy the nerdiness of me, you know, he made me. So he knows that I'm a nerd in certain things and I love alliteration. <laughs> so I like the, th- the three H's like, I'm not smart enough to think that on my own. So I knew it was God that was giving me that. And I'm like, hard head hands. I love it already. And, and so I just kind of went into it and <clears throat> it, it really, those, those episodes I do that are just me that are, I call them in the mirror series kind of thing. Yeah. And, I like and I, it's really, man, God is talking to me through me and it's so weird. And so I, when you start with the right posture, like your heart is in the right posture. And what I mean by that is like, it's positioned to yield to God's will first and foremost. And the ears of your heart are listening to only that voice, not the distractive Mm. voices around you, not the white noise that is out there, but your heart is postured to be like, okay, God, here you go. Like I'm a piece of clay, do what you will. And so he drops those things in there. He drops ideas, he drops dreams, but they, how I judge it is if my heart feels at peace because of how my giftings and what I'm bent towards, and it lines up with what I feel like he's telling me to do, that's confirmation to go do it. You know, if it's something that I feel like, oh, well, God told me I should go give another chance, give it another whack at professional baseball. That's not God. Like that's because that it doesn't line up with what I'm good at right now. Like, okay, so that's probably not a God dream. So my heart has to be aligned with him first. That's the only way that that works. Otherwise, these other two steps mean nothing. So my heart's lined up. It's postured to where it's yielded. It's surrendered. It's open to what he has. Mm -hmm. Once it kind of gets dropped in there and it starts to sort of, I don't know, gestate, if you will, it goes to the head and this is for me. And I believe it's for more than just me, but this is how, this is the trail. My ideas and dreams go, it goes Mm -hmm. into my brain, which is like, okay, let's think pragmatically about this. Let's, let's write some ideas down of where this vision can go. What I can offer to this vision that will be valuable to somebody. So then I start, you know, the head is where we start getting practical. The head is start where we start strategizing. We get this vision, we write it down. Um, and we start going. And so before I jump into the next one, like this is the key part. If you ask me, like the heart's crucial, but once it gets here, it can derail quickly. And Mm. and so this is why, why, why is that? Yeah. So this is where the devil steps in. This is where our enemy comes in and he starts like he's driving the ice cream truck through the neighborhood of our brain. Like he's given us this, this bright, shiny lie that says that's going to be uncomfortable 
you, you haven't done it to this point. So clearly you're not meant to do it. Right. So man, you might want to trash that idea. I get that right. a lot. So then he yeah. also knows what, what our insecurities are, our fears. Yeah. Like yeah. it starts kind oh, of, man. boy, does he pour, he pour gas on the fire on those. And, and for me, insecurity <laughs> yeah. is a big deal. Like I'm always like worried, like, is it good enough? Like, am I measuring up? And he knows mm. that. And so when it gets to your head and you start writing down all the practical ways to walk this out and strategize to make this thing that started in your heart kind of yeah. take shape and get a direction, man, he starts writing down on the, right. You're writing that list down. He's writing right beside it. He's like, no, you'll never pull that off. No, 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 no. You're not the guy for that. No, there's plenty of other podcasts. No, uh, it's not the time of your life for that. You got too many other things. I mean, so many ways to disqualify. So the mind, (laughs) the mind is the battlefield guys. Like, you know, this, like, we're in a spiritual battle every day, whether you believe it or not. Like I say this to my kids all the time. If you don't, just because you don't agree, doesn't make it less true. So for the guy listening, that's like, ah, it's garbage. Doesn't mean it's not true guys. Like you don't have to believe it for it to be a truth. So the battlefield of the mind is crucial and it can, it can derail your dream. It can actually propel you into actually walking it out. And so that's where I go to hands. The hands are like <clears throat> the phase of execution we activate through the hands through our, you know, walking it out, doing the actual work because the heart and the head, whatever you've come to, you can have all those lined up. And then if you like sit on this dream and you feel productive because you've actually wrote down a vision, nothing's happened. So it it really doesn't matter what you wrote down if you're not going to do the work. Yes, sir. Step out in the fear, in spite of the fear. Like, yes, sir. Dude, I, I mean, people can be listening and going, oh, it's you know, easy for you to say or, you know, whatever. That that sounds good in theory. I'm living proof. Like, yeah. I'm scared every time I do something. But I do it yeah. anyway because I know, you know, back in 2020, guys like, I think you should do this. So who am I to argue? Hmm. And so that's what I want people to understand is it starts with the posture of your heart and how it aligns with what God's vision is for you, God's <clears throat> purpose is for you. And then it goes to your head. And, and that's where we have to like push through, get guys around us, other people, right. To help us fight through some of the clutter, get the word in you so that you can, well, how do we fight lies? Well, we fight it with truth. And so what's the truth? God's word. So we got to get that yeah. in us. We got to get guys around us. And then we got to get our hands dirty. We got to dive mm. in. We got to activate, do the work. Man, I could not agree more with your last five minutes of conversation there. I And I relate. I relate a thousand percent. And for those of you listening, what John just said is is the truth. And and I he, he just said he's experienced it. I experienced that. And I want you to understand. So it starts. I love how you say that, man. It's yeah. so true. It starts in your heart. God, God is storing up the heart, the inner man, the inner man the inner man of, of, of our spirit it's deep within you feel it mm. you you go to bed with it you wake up with it you mm. go to work with it you just feel it on the inside and you can't shake it and you know something has to be done with it so you allow it to enter into your your natural mind yeah. and now you start to write it down like you talked about writing that vision down <clears throat> you know 
maybe recording if it's a podcast like our cases recording the first three episodes and and then listening and then deleting and then recording and deleting again and deleting because it's so awful and it's so horrible yeah. and you feel like you feel like what am i even trying to do here and you get angry and you throw down the recorder and you shut off the computer and you stomp upstairs frustrated and crying literally crying because you're so emotional because you're trying to get what is in your heart activated you're trying to do it and sometimes trying to do the will of god is the hardest thing you will ever do because of the opposition that is against you and so now it's in your mind you're pushing through the frustration you're writing it down you're starting you're starting to get the wheels going and now you're putting it into action with your hands you're actually doing it like you just said you're getting your hands dirty but i want you to know that once you start to do something you know you're 10 episodes in. I'll stay on the podcast trail. You're 20 episodes. You're 100 episodes in. You still have to go back to the mind and take care of the war that it's going back in the mind. And you still have to watch your heart. It, it's always you have connected. to keep going it's back. All connected. It's, it's all connected all of the time. You will never arrive to the place where you've got this thing down. Yeah, like and, you've and arrived, I'll tell never. You, I'll tell you too, when you're talking about the heart part, like that's the fire in your belly. And so, you know, regardless of all the other fears, insecurities and failures, like if you get up every day and you look forward to that thing, that fire in your belly is still mm. burning hot. Yes. Then you still do it. Even though you failed yesterday, the guy you just mentioned that goes upstairs and he's turning off the recorder and he's like, forget it. That was me. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By yeah. The way. <laughs> still, let me just tell you, I bet the next day you still are like, oh man, I'm looking forward yes, to sir. trying to do this again. I'm, I'm, there's something in oh. me burning hot and that's God saying, don't give up on the dream. And so yeah. that's how we know that's confirmation is dude. When I get up to do something like this, like I'm like kid on Christmas morning. Like when I record yeah. a podcast with a guest, like I'm like, dude, yeah, I do this yeah. all day. So yes. well, I, that's not just my flesh, right? You know why yeah, it's not no. my flesh? Because I don't make a dime off of this. Like yeah. I'm publishing books that nobody's buying. Like I'm still fired up about it though. So that's for somebody that may be like, okay, I did the heart thing. I'm walking it out. Like I did the head thing. Like I'm doing it, but it feels like I am the only dude on this road. Let me tell yeah. you you're you're a you're not always going to be the only guy on the road but b if you're still fired up the next day about it stay faithful because you know it's god amen brother yes and i was that was my next point because you said on that episode you said will you keep doing it even if the rewards aren't there even if you're not getting all the feedback yeah even if you're not getting the book sales even if it's not happening the way will you still do it and and john that point is so crucial if you still feel that fire inside even after getting frustrated and like you said, storming yeah. upstairs. I, I want to share this with you. I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable. Sure. And I can I can because it's, it's my podcast. <laughs> so there, there's been a few, usually my recordings, they always happen on weekends. And, and so usually a Saturday because Sunday we like to have yeah. just a, a day. You need a day just to do nothing. Yeah. And so, of course, so so Saturdays are my day. And, and I've always tried to do one podcast a week. That's kind of my goal. Whether it's a 15-minute podcast because I don't have much to talk about or whether it's a long interview like like today. Um, there was a couple of times, and I remember one time very clearly, I, I came down into the basement and I can't explain how it feels. You might relate, John, but I knew I wanted to record something, 
but I felt such opposition in my thoughts, in, in my head. What, who are you to say anything today? You got nothing to say. You're a joke. And I went down into my basement so I could get away from my wife and kids. And I broke down in tears. I broke down weeping before God. I'm talking tears flowing. And the reason why was because I felt that stirring where I have to do this. But the the fight was unbelievable. And I thank the Lord it's not like that. Like today I wasn't crying before our podcast. I was making coffee and excited like you, like Christmas morning, man. But then there's times like that where I feel I'm in the war. And then, and then my wife came down and she sees me bawling like a baby. And she comes over to me and she begins to pray for me. And then she encouraged me, Matt, I'm like, girl, I have nothing to offer, but I felt this stirring. I had to do it. She said, Matt, you do it anyway. Go upstairs and push record and just see what the Lord speaks through you. And John, no joke, I did it. I wish I could remember what what episode it was. I recorded that podcast and I came down like about 45 minutes later with a massive smile on my face. That weight lifted off of me and I looked at my wife and I said, thank you. And I felt such a relief, such a, a release and such joy because I didn't I didn't allow that fight to to cause me to say, I'm yeah. not doing it today. And I think for everybody who's listening, whatever it is, again, me and John are talking more podcasts here because that's what we're doing. But whatever you are doing right now, you have to push through that opposition because God goes before you. It's It's a God thing. It's not just something you're trying to do in your own ability. This is something that God has given to you. And so when the enemy comes in with all of that pushback, you got to stand your ground and just, even if it ends up being something small, you do what God calls you to do. Well, and we, I know, like you said, we're doing the podcast theme, but still, I mean, this applies to anything. I mean, mm-hmm. this applies to your physical condition. Like if you're into fitness or you want to be and you're having a real struggle getting in shape or being healthier for men especially like we've got to be physically capable i'm sorry but these you know i don't i'll 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 leave that out but i mean these guys that think that they can just kind of (laughs) float through life and you know just be out of shape or be less capable physically like you're called to stand in the gap in situations where you might be needed physically and if you're not capable or equipped brother, you're, you're missing out on your, your call. Like this is your role, part of your role. So if you're, you know, even in fitness, like, dude, don't go out there thinking, well, I'm never going to be Mr. Olympia. So why even who cares? Start one day, start one day, just push yourself further the next day and do that. Believe it or not, that adds up. And at the end of the road, you're going to look back and go, wow, I'm actually pushing some weight around. Like I'm actually doing something. I actually like how my clothes fit. So that's a small example too. Not to, so I didn't want to pigeonhole people listening into podcasts and they're like, well, I'm not going to do a podcast. So I'm this, does this really apply to me? Of course it applies to you. It's anything in life that God drops something on you and your head starts kind of turning it around and, and, and washing it around in your mind. And you're like, okay, I might can do this. That's for yeah. you too. You don't, you guys do whatever, you, you know, you put in whatever the blank you want to put in, but man, yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. Cause guys need to be okay with <clears> being vulnerable <throat> and being like, dude, I feel broken and, and yeah. do it anyway though. And you, like you yeah. said, you came on on the other side. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, you're, John, this does apply to anything. You might be in a, you might be a Christian man right now, and your marriage is at war. Like, you, like the enemy is trying to break up your marriage with lies, with with sin, with poor choices, with selfishness. And, and you know it. Maybe that's you right now and you feel it. You feel that battle and you feel like the only way out is to throw in, to, to, to give to give in to yeah, the enemy yeah. opposition. No, you, we're talking about leadership right here. You are a leader. So if you are a married man, you are a leader for your wife. Your wife is looking to you to lead well. Maybe right yeah. now you are struggling in the relationship with your kids. Right, what maybe they're toddlers, maybe they're teenagers. Both of those stages present different heartaches for for parenting. Maybe right now you're struggling with being a dad, and you feel like you just want to throw in the towel, like you're not good enough. You have, you are a leader. Yeah. We are talking leadership, so stand your ground and lead your family. Last episode on the podcast, it was called "Get Up and Lead On," and th- and now we're talking again about leadership on today's episode. And so the Lord and I leave all all my episodes, man. When it comes to conversations, I, I leave it up to God to connect me. And the Lord connected two podcasts in a row about leadership. So if there's people listening and you're struggling with this whole idea of being the leader that God's called you to be in any area, you you have to stand your ground and yeah. lead the way that God has yeah. called you to lead. And, <clears throat> and I apologize if I'm getting you off track on where you wanted this to go, but I, I got to no, say. No, this is going right on track. To the man. guy you're talking to that's maybe the marriage is in shambles or the, the parenting is off track. You only need one good reason to do something, guys. You don't need all the stars to align and lightning bolt to hit your front porch. Like you only need one good reason. And guess what? Mm-hmm. If you're convinced that God doesn't like divorce, if you're convinced that you're a husband, you're a father, there's not a way out. Like you don't get a plan B. If you're convinced yes, of that, that's the only reason you need. So we only need one reason really in life to really push through things. Stop looking mm-hmm. for six reasons. Stop looking for, well, it's good here, but these other five, eh, not really. A re- get one reason to go fight for your marriage. Get one good reason to go fight for your kids and be a parent, be a father, yeah. lead. Yeah. Like you only need one. And I, I'm yeah. telling you right now, God's joined you with a wife. That's your wife. You don't get a plan B. So yep. you're convinced that's your one reason. Guess what? Those mm-hmm. kids, you're going to impact generations behind them by how you act today. Guess what? That's your reason. Be convinced mm-hmm. of it go lead. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not in your own power. It's not in your own ability. You get, you know, we're talking about heart, head, hands, your heart. One of my, in one, in one of my opinions, and it's very biblical as well. One of the greatest, most top priority positions a man needs to take in his heart before God, before people is humility. So I would encourage you, if you're struggling, I don't know what to do, get humble before God. The Bible talks about that. It says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he will lift you up. He will exalt you. But you have to humble yourself. It starts there. It starts with me. It starts with John. It starts with you. You need to stand today. Make make that day today. Make today, as you listen to this podcast, Make this a, a, a day of pivoting, a turning point in your life. Yeah. Whether it's fitness, whether it's marriage, whether it's starting to fulfill God's plan for your life, whatever it is, you know right now that area that the Spirit of God is, is talking to you about right now. Yeah. So make today that day where you say enough is enough and it starts with humility. You get low before God and say, Lord, 
I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so scared. I'm so broken. I'm crying in my basement with my wife holding me like a baby, right? Like you, God, I need you. I need you. And the Lord's going to lift you up, brother. That's right. And he's going to, he's going to give you the direction and the strength and everything you need to do what he's called you to do, to lead in that position. That's right. Amen. It's good, man. Yeah, it is true. So I want to transition a little bit here. Uh, Another episode that was a great episode. Again, a little plug. If you're listening, go check out Last in Line podcast. He starts off with great music. He's got some cool rock music. It always gets me in my head. I know you're a Skillet fan, man. I heard that on one of Yeah, dude, I'm a rock guy. I'm an 80s kid. And I just, you know, I'm sorry if I offend any Christians that think you can't listen to secular music. But, (laughs) dude, when I work out, I'm listening to Skillet. I'm listening to 80s rock. And so, yeah, I have to start out with that on my podcast. That's just my own little yeah gift i give myself well it's pretty awesome and i'm also a big skillet fan yeah. little a little side story here about three years ago we were at a skillet we, we've seen skillet about four or five times in concert and uh we were at a show uh in toronto and we were in the crowd my wife and i and the kids and john cooper the lead singer he he walks out into the crowd while he's singing and he comes up right beside me and i took a selfie with the guy so i i would show you awesome. but i don't want to i no, he's pretty cool dude go listen to his podcast too cooper stuff yeah oh it's great oh, he's it's amazing great. i love it love it yeah. yeah yeah it's cool yeah so anyways we got a little, little side yeah, yeah. there. but what another episode of your podcast you talked about um untying the five knots and and there are a lot of knots and that's n-o-t-s yeah and, and those five knots that you're talking about, a lot of men can relate to that. Yeah. And they were very simply, not again, not enough, not included, not impressed, and not likely. Let's just, in the last, you know, 25 minutes of this podcast, however long it goes, if you're cool with that, John, yeah. I, would love to, I would love to break these down because you gave a scripture and I have, I have them written down here for each one of those. So if you remember, uh, just start, start talking about what you remember of that podcast. Yeah. And, and we'll just converse back and forth. But well, the first one, not again. Yeah, not again, you know, is right up there with how we are in society. And I'll try to keep each one of these brief um, just because, I, you know, I um, so the not again is just where I go. My mind goes, I don't know why, but it kind of goes negative on occasion is my reflex whenever something seems to be repetitive in a negative way. I'm like, you know, here we go again or not again, man. You know, I've seen this play out. I know how this plays out. Not again. But I mean, in God's world and God's kingdom, it doesn't have to be that like that's in our worldly mind of, and the reason we go there is because we think it's all about us. But, you know, so the not again is just for people that get stuck in this perpetual negativity and they see like, you know, if a kid comes home with a bad report card, you're like, not again, you know, are we, we're never going to win this battle. It's really a defeatist right. mindset. So I was trying yeah. to kind of expose that and, and just kind of let people know, like, it's not uncommon to have that, but there's a way out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole idea of that episode was on getting untied or untangled from those knots. Yeah. Because a a lot of knots, N-O-T-S, you know, referring to knots, K-N-O-T-S, we can get tied up in a lot of things as Christian men. Yep. And as as leaders, we absolutely can. And so, yeah, this whole not again idea, it's huge. And I, I even think of the direction of maybe there's a listener out there and it's like, 
you're really struggling with a, a certain sin. And we've all had through our lifetimes that one kind of thing. I mean, the Bible even talks about it. Um, I think it's in Hebrews there of of uh, letting letting go of those sin that the sin that so easily besets entangles, you or yeah. gets you right. Yeah, entangles you. And and we all have that thing that maybe it was a past struggle that the Lord set you free from. Mm-hmm. You know, praise the Lord for that. Or maybe right now, if you're listening, you're in that battle now. You're like, bro, that's me right now. And, and, and so you, you you come into a season where it's like, I think I'm finally having some victory. And then, oh, there it is again. Yep. And you're like, man, not again. And you feel like, am I ever going to be untied from this? Am I ever going to get free from this? And 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 we know that there is freedom in Christ. Jesus came to to break those chains. Yep. To break to break that rope, to untie that knot. Yep. And so it's only by the, the power of the Holy Spirit through through the truth of God's word, man, that can bring freedom to that. So, so if you're feeling like, man, not again, there's hope in God. And so now, and then, sorry, you want to say something? Well, was that the, was that, I'm trying to draw a memory to the scripture. Was that the Isaiah 43? Was that the Isaiah 43? Isaiah 43. Yeah, Isaiah 43. So that's my scripture of my life pretty much for the last three years. Like, where he talks about, you know, I'm going to do a new thing. Stop worrying yes. about the things of old. Don't you see what I'm doing? Like I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, don't you see? I'm going to bring something new. Like mm. stop worrying about what's always happened and let's start yes. looking ahead because I'm going to do something new. And so that's, that's, I thought that applied to that. And he said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Yeah. I am, oh my goodness. That's good stuff. I, God is saying, bro, I am going to make a way. Yeah. In the wilderness. Yeah. So may- maybe right now, gentlemen, you are in a dry season. You are in like a barren wasteland of of despair, of hopelessness. Listen to what God yeah. just said. Isaiah 43, 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So if you're feeling dry now, get humble before God and watch him bring that refreshing into your season of wilderness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, number two, not enough. Romans 8.37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah, I think uh, this was the maybe the first episode that I ever did where I just had my only notes were the not and then the scripture. Like I just that I had a scripture with every point that I and I, I don't know that I've ever done that, but man, I mean it's just so revealing and, and empowering. So yes, it is. when we lock into what's really true, which God's word is the basis of all truth. And, and so when I lock into what he says about me, how dare I say something else? And so this whole not enough, man, I don't, I would, I'm going to say a hundred out of a hundred guys have dealt with at some point, not feeling like they were enough. And, Mm -hmm. and so that's, that's a bondage that all of us have dealt with. Maybe we still do, And, and you're walking through something that's like, man, I don't, I'm not going to measure up. Like I'm telling you, every guy deals with it and I might Mm -hmm. have dealt with it Mm -hmm. five minutes ago. I don't know. But so, uh, it's that imposter syndrome. It's that, man, what do I really have to say? What do I have to offer? I mean, what have I really done? So it's all that, that quicksand of, I'm just not going to be enough. And for God to say, you know what? You're not just a conqueror. You're more than that. And so yes. that right there says it all. And and we don't ever, we we aren't perfect at absorbing that and receiving that message. We're 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 kind of a up and down on whether we believe that or not. 
But if God yeah. says it, man, who am I to, to say something less about myself? So that's really where I was trying to go with that. Yeah. And I think I would agree with you. A lot of men, including starting with myself, we can compare ourselves with other yeah. men and other leaders yep. and other, you know, people. Why are they succeeding? I want to succeed that way. Why not me? And yeah. we can compare. And one of the questions that you asked on that episode, John, was, are you enough for the people in your life that depend on you? Yeah. So I think of your direct family. So for my wife and for my kids, am I enough for them? Yeah. And the straight up, the straight up answer for that is absolutely yes. My wife and my kids, they just want me for who I am. They love me for what I offer, for who I am. That's, I don't have to be anything more yeah. than what I am for the people in my life. And so if you are out there, gentlemen, and you're comparing, you're in that struggle of comparing your life, your family, your marriage, your relationships with your kids, all of that stuff, your money, your bank account, your job, your body, your exercise program, and on and on, your car, your house. And may I go on? Sure, sure. If you're comparing yourself with all of those things to other men, other people, you got to stop yeah. and say, am I enough for the people that depend on me in my life? And, and you're you got to know you are. Hey, you're looking for affirmation and confirmation from the people that probably won't even be at your funeral. FYI. So yes, let's sir. recalibrate our perspective on who we who we're showing up for. So, you know. And this is a this is a daily a daily thing. Sure. It's a daily thing. Guilty. Absolutely. I'm guilty. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. You're not alone. <laughs> uh the third knot was not included. Yeah. And that was Philippians 1:6. Being confident of this that he who began the good work in you will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember thinking like I, I hate whenever it says batteries not included when I buy something. I'm just like, yeah, throw the yeah. batteries in there, dude. What's the, what's, why are you not throwing the battery? So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that whatever tool or action figure that doesn't have the battery included sometimes. Like I feel like there's something missing. Like maybe I line up in all these categories, but then I'm like, ah, you know, I feel like something's just not there. I'm missing this one piece of the puzzle. And I think I talked yeah. about a puzzle in there too. Like, when you have that one, you're looking for this one piece and, and you have all these others that won't connect without that one. And so I don't know what that piece is for you. I don't know what that not included is for you guys, but like for me, like there could be just this missing component, like maybe it's finances. Maybe I just don't feel like, man, everything else is buttoned up, but golly had a little debt here, you know, feel like mm -hmm. we're living paycheck to paycheck here. And so I, I think the point of that is, Let's focus on what is included, not maybe yeah. what's not included. And so, um, you know, God, God, God gives us all that we need in the moment we need it. And so, if if we've got all the basics lined up, and and we're we're lined up spiritually, and we're lined up relationally with our family and those people that matter the most, man, some of that not included will fill itself in, and then all those other pieces will feel like they connect. But we can't be focused on that one thing that's not included, like one thing that's missing let's focus on those things that maybe we do have and we are doing yeah yeah absolutely and a great example of that is is david in scripture david was the youngest of his brothers and all of his brothers all of them i believe jesse his father had eight eight seven or eight sons and and david was the youngest and all of his brothers were soldiers and so they're they're out in battle fighting the philistines and David is watching his father's sheep as a shepherd. And he's writing worship songs and he's watching sheep. 
He's not fighting on the front line against the Philistines like his brothers. And one day, Jesse, his dad's like, David, I want you to take some food to, to your brothers in battle. And so David obeyed and just did what he was called to do at that time and and took food to to the battleground. And I just wonder what David's thoughts were. Why why do my brothers, why are they allowed to go and fight and not me? Why are they allowed to go off to war and not me? And and he would feel like not included in that perspective. He would feel kind of left out. Like, what's wrong with me? What don't I have to offer that they have to offer? Why is what they have to offer good enough, but what I have to offer is not good enough? And so he ends up there with the food. His brothers were like, why are you here and all that? And behind the scenes, God was working. And because God knew David's heart, God knew that David would be the one rightly equipped, rightly equipped mm-hmm. to take down that giant Goliath. Yeah. And, and so if you're feeling like, man, something's missing that I'm, I don't quite have what I need. You have exactly what you need to do exactly what God has given to you to do. Yeah. And so, of course, we know that story. Goliath comes out. And every single one of the of the soldiers of the army of Israel, including his brothers that were at war, including the king, they were all freaking out. They didn't want to fight. But David had what they didn't have, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what they didn't have wasn't good enough to fight the giant. But what David had, which was simp- simple faith in God, yeah. that man, you come at me, my God, this is the, my God's going to fight this battle. Yeah. So if you're listening today, and you feel like something's missing in my life. I don't have what it takes. You have what it takes in God yeah. to do what the Lord's called you to do. Yeah, for sure. That's good, man. That's Abs- a good word. Absolutely. Number four of the knot, the fourth knot is not impressed. Or I would say also <clears throat> not very impressive, right? Yeah. And that's e- Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 was your verse that you use. For we are God's workmanship. Uh, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. I mean, we, we constantly, and a lot of these are, you know, obviously these overlap some and, and the not impressed is it's just sort of the lie that we buy into of what we think others are saying about us and what we say about ourselves based on these other comparisons we draw and social media and different things. I mean, we, there's so much noise around us that we're looking at going, well, I'm not real impressed with what I've done if they're doing that. And, and so it, it, it says that God's already impressed really. And and that's my takeaway from that. And hopefully somebody listening is like, I'm yeah. never impressed with what I do. Like, you know, if I'm walking through the day, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the bare minimum, you know, nothing outstanding, nothing super about me. So I'm really not impressed by myself. So I know others aren't impressed. So I think that's a, we, we got to get out of that mindset because you're your own worst enemy when it comes to w- what your potential yeah. is for leadership. So you can't be anything or you can't be what others need you to be. If you're constantly pe- keeping yourself down by this whole, I'm not impressive or I'm not impressed by anything I've done. Um, you, God's already, you know, God's made you to do good works. He says it and he created us to do that so that we would walk in them, not so that we would sit back and criticize what we're doing or self-talk ourselves into 
Uh, I better not try it because guess what? These other nine things weren't impressive. So that 10th one's not going to be, I think we get into that. So I think it's more of a, the mindset of lying to ourselves, believing what the devil, because he'll feed on that. I mean, he'll, he'll take what we start this little spark we give him and he like turns it into this forest fire of self doubt. You know, we're just, we're not going to, we're not impressive. We're not going to impress anybody. So that's where I came up with that. No, that's, that's really needed. And I think a lot of men would be like, I don't need that. I don't need that. Uh, you know, w- women are more concerned about being impressed of, you know, yeah. but, but I, I think as men, we need to, we need to understand the heart of our father of God, our father. Yeah. Um, when, when he looks, when our, when our father, God looks at us, he delights in, yeah in us as his sons, as, as his sons, no matter who you are. If if you have put your faith in Jesus, no matter what your struggle is, God delights in you simply because you are His son. Yeah, like straight up. And you know, I think of my kids. My my son's seventeen. He just left for work ten minutes before we hit record, and he just works part time at the grocery store down the road. And he just a couple weeks ago got his G two driver's license, so he's driving on his own now. So I, I said, I went up to my son and I said, here are my car keys. And just doing that felt weird, yeah. but it also yeah. felt really great. I was like, I was like, found myself delighting in my son. And I, I thought like, you know, when he was younger, a, a baby in his high chair and he took his, he, he was able to grab the fork for the first time and eat his first fork full of food for the first time. I was like, man, I delighted in him. Yeah. And, and, and then as a toddler, you know, or as a, as a, I guess as a baby taking his first steps, and then, and then entering school and then, you know, all these stages that you watch as a dad, yeah. your kids go through and every single one of them, there's frustrations, but you ultimately you delight in your son or in your daughter. And that's how God looks at us. So you might be thinking, man, I don't have much to offer. There's nothing impressive about me, but your father's watching and he's just like, I am so impressed with what exactly. I made. I want to remind you of this in the beginning when God created everything, every time he would make something and you can read it in the book of Genesis, of course, um, he he said, and it was good good. and it was good. And then when he made people, he said it was very good. So he enhanced it. So you and I, gentlemen, in the sight of God are very good. And so you are impressive before God. Don't feel you got to take the standard of all this crazy fake hollywood junk it's so and social media junk it's not real Well, let me to let me add to that too because i think people who are trying to be super spiritual or this super christian feel like if you're impressed with anything you do it's this unhealthy pride and we can't have that you know that's not godly well you're right there it can get into a slippery slope if you let it but i don't think there's anything wrong with doing good work with the gifts he gave you, giving glory to him, thanking him, but actually stepping back and going, I'm proud of that. Like there's a healthy pride. Like I'm impressed by that. So a lot of guys won't let themselves be impressed by themselves because they think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm so super spiritual. I can't be. So I just want to free somebody right now that might be in that trapped in that space of, man, I can't be impressed with myself. That's too unhealthy. No, it's not. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I love that. Because it, it, with whatever you're doing for God, you can do it with excellence. You can tweak the visual. You can tweak the audio. You can yeah. enhance it. You can make it as best as you can. 
and not don't worry about if people look at you saying, "Oh, are you just doing this so your name is yeah. is represented?" Yeah, you, you know, don't don't give into that because that there fear of what people think, even if not not just what they think in a negative way, but if you're afraid of people thinking that you know, are you doing this for your own self? Get past that. That that can well, stop well, you by from the doing way, what God's called you to. But do. oh, by the way, like if you're in tune, like the Holy Spirit will convict you if your heart's yes. not right. So yes. you'll feel it if it's not. So don't automatically assume that you're unhealthy. Yes. Pri- you know what I mean? So God will yeah. God will like that in you, and and the Holy Spirit will lead you on that. He'll quicken you. Yeah, yeah. And we have to respond to that. Yeah, I love that. Sure. I'm I'm grateful for that for because sure. I want to pursue things with excellence as best as I can. But I don't want it to become about me. Yeah. And I all I always, John, have to be checking Check, that. Yeah. And I always I always want to make sure I check my motives. I don't wanna I don't wanna just do something so that for Matt Noel. I don't. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. thank you for sharing that. That's for a sure. powerful truth. Oh man. I love that, bro. Okay, the last knot is not likely. <laughs> and it was Proverbs sixteen three. Commit to the Lord. Whatever you do, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he, he will establish your plans. Yep. Yep. So that frees us a little bit, um, to not have to have all the answers about the outcome. Like we don't have to know the result technically. Um, so sometimes we talk ourselves out of something before we ever give ourselves a chance. And, and so not likely, you know, of course is, you know, are you going to be a, a good podcaster? Not likely. You know, there's plenty of those. There's really yeah. not room for it. You don't have training. You don't have a big network. Those kinds of things. And like I said earlier, all five of these sort of intertwine with each other a little bit. Yeah. But not yeah. likely is just hopefully that frees somebody up because we don't have to know how it turns out. Like we, yeah. we commit our work to the Lord and, and it says our plans will be established or, you know, whatever translation you're looking at. But um, my son used that scripture as he was going through his baseball career. And he had this Proverbs 16, 30 up there and commit your work to the Lord. Your plans will be established. Like he was never the biggest, he was never the fastest, um, most talented, like, but he just had this heart and this work ethic and this grind and this resilience mm-hmm. that helped with him be successful. But he had that scripture because he's like, if I just lay it all out there, it'll take care of itself. Right. And, and yes, we have, we can't always just do that. Like it'll just take care of itself. You know, we don't, we don't, yeah. I'm not saying take our hands completely off the wheel, but mentally if we get paralyzed in having to know what the outcome is going to be, I have yes. to know, like there's not yeah. a money back guarantee on our efforts on the dream. We do like, there's no guarantee that you're going to, you're going to fail probably some, but yeah. we can't be looking down the road at this off in the distance potential what could it turn into? Like I'm saying, do the work. Our heart and our head are aligned. Activate that dream. Give God the glory. Yield. Ask God. Check in with God along the way. Like, is this where you want me to go? And then mm-hmm. He'll. your plans will be established. It's not up to yeah. you to figure it all out. So that's what my point with that is like, let's keep the main thing the main thing and not always get locked up in what's it going to look like at the end. Yeah, that's so important, man. So, so important. And we need to keep the fact that we're doing it for the glory of God ultimately. Mm-hmm. It, it, because, we're, because we're talking here about 
pursuing that God dream, that God direction, that God plan. Mm -hmm. And so it's a God thing. It's not just a thing that you've come up with. That's what we're talking about yeah. here. And so keep, like you just said, keep that main thing, the main thing that Lord, I'm doing this because I feel you've called me to do it and I'm leaving the results to you. Yeah. And, and if I just commit, Lord, I'm committed. You, you can even do it like regularly, like, Okay, I'm gonna about, I'm gonna hit record on a podcast interview with John. Lord, I'm com in fact I was doing that. I was praying, Lord, just I give this to you. Lead our conversation. I I commit this to you, God. And, and then you do it and and trust that the Lord would fulfill it. And so earlier when you said, I hope we're not veering in the wrong direction. I I want the Lord to lead our conversation, man. And so this has been yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. And so I, I I want you now just to to share about your more about your book about whatever however you feel just let the let the listeners know who you are what your books about where they can find you um and then we'll close down here shortly for but sure. the mic is yours john yeah for sure thank you um yeah i'm on instagram mostly uh i have some stuff on facebook under john shibley but i've got a last in line leadership page over there but last in line uh, leadership and it's actually like on instagram it's and I'm sure you'll put it in the notes, but last yeah. underscore in underscore line underscore leadership. Um, I, I was sitting around, um, like I said, I've written a few workbooks and a devotional. And then, you know, I don't know, a month or two ago, I was I was really convicting myself or you know, God was convicting me most likely that I talk a lot about journaling, but I don't. I journal in my notes on my phone, but I don't really like keep a journal and I don't really write stuff, you know, old school writing stuff down. And mm -hmm. I was like, what about a resource for guys? Cause I know a lot of guys have that problem and I'm thinking daily devotionals, daily journals. That's just, to me, it's overwhelming. And I'm probably honest with myself enough to know I'm not going to consistently do that. So I was like, okay, 52 weeks isn't a big deal. Like let's document our week. Let's, talk about let's learn a scripture a week let's write about the scripture and then let's kind of write down like the word of the week for you or the connection of who did i reach out to who did i connect with this week like for you and i it would be you for me like i connected with my you know and and mm -hmm. what was a challenge like did i learn a hard lesson this week write that down i gave the guys like little boxes that are so practical and simple for guys that they can write a sentence and it will capture that for the week. And then victories, like I don't think we count our victories. I think we diminish our victories because they weren't just this magnificent thing. Like this little victory of my son, same as you, my son started driving by himself this week. My son made it to church on his own Wednesday for worship mm -hmm. practice. You know, that's a that's a huge thing, but that might not be your victory of the week, but that, I'm just saying little things we got to look at. So it's it's called strength for the week. I mentioned before I'm a nerd. So I kind of had a play on words here, not W-E-A-K, like but a weekly strength for the week. So I think it's, a, you know, like I said, scripture a week. At the very least, you, you, you memorize or you learn 52 scriptures for that year. So I wanted to create a resource, and it turned out good, man. I, I self-published it. Um, FCA has bought a few copies um, to, to give to their coaches that they're trying to disciple. Um, but it's so practical for guys that don't want to journal. Like this, you don't even have to call it a journal if that's – kind of your masculinity <laughs> yeah. obstacle, you know, you're hung up yeah. on the word journal. It's yeah, not, yeah. it's not pink, right? It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, just call it an idea book. I don't know. What do you want to call it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so it gives guys something practical and uh, follow me on Instagram. Like I go to YouTube channel, subscribe, like listen to the podcast. There's a lot of good ones like Matt and I, yes. I mean, 
you know, it's not the biggest podcast out there, but I think there's some value and hopefully you guys can walk away different. No, it's your podcast is great. I enjoy it. You've had a lot of awesome guests on there. So just keep doing your it's thing. And God, they can, they, they, they can, amen. They can find your book on Amazon or just on your website uh, there? On my Instagram page under the bio, there's a link for my Square website. Okay. Yeah. And so it's okay. probably a little bit, uh, maybe a little easier to get it that way. I don't know. But yeah, you can get it on Amazon too. I don't have a preference, but, but that helps okay. me connect uh, and know mm -hmm. who's actually buying it that way. Amazon, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And I like to connect with the people that are, are yeah. that are buying my resources. Well, we'll direct them. I'll, I'll put all those links in the show notes, John, as well. So uh, thank you for, so did you say your son also started driving by himself? This yeah, last he's week? 16 and wow. he, in April he turned 16. And so my wife, we homeschool two younger, our two younger ones, 14 and 16. The other two yeah. are older and they went to public school, but the, she was his driver's ed coach. She actually has been for okay. all of them. But so, uh, he, yeah, he's starting to drive on his own. They're sharing a vehicle. So that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah. So John, I want to, before we close down, I want you just to take another minute or two or three or however you feel just to share one last thought for specifically for any men who are listening, who they know they're in a role of leadership, whether it's within their business within their marriage, their family, their children. And it's just really now a real struggle. They're just feeling like they, they, they can't do it. They can't be that leader that God has called them to do. They, they know the leadership role that they have, but they feel like they're failing in it too much. They're weak. They can't do it. Just share a few moments, some last thoughts of encouragement for those listeners. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, first of all, I would say it's not about you. So if you can take your eyes off of you when it comes to leadership um, and realize kind of the impact generationally that you're going to have, if you take it seriously, um, it's not about what you can't do or can do. It's literally God's already called you that like you're in his image. And I would say God's a pretty good leader. So if we're all created in God's image, then we are all leaders. You said it earlier. So let's get that out there in the open, like accept it. You are. And it's not about you. So we just took about 90% of the problems with guys leading off the table. Next, do it mm -hmm. in a way that is serving people. Like we all say lead by example. Well, it, it isn't leading by example by telling people what to do, where to go, how to do things. Like go lead by just sitting at the kitchen table in the morning uh, and reading your Bible and let people watch that. Don't tell them you're doing it. That's leading. Like, okay, well, dad's doing this every day. Like there's surely there's a reason. Surely there's something mm -hmm. in it. You know, maybe I'll try it. So lead that yeah. way. Lead. We can all be servant leaders from the back of the line. And yeah, there's times we got to get the front of the line and, and, and go at it, you know, on behalf of those who can't do it themselves. But I think leadership sticks when we're serving from the back, we're propping others up and encouraging people um, and telling them they can do it, like encourage, empower those people, like start with your home. Don't feel like you got to change your corporation by, Oh, I'm a leader. Now I get it. I'm going to go in and tell everybody how to live their life. No, start, mm -hmm. start small, start by doing it yourself. And you know, if you're a good leader, you don't have to tell people about it. They'll see it. So that's yes. all I'm saying right there. That's awesome. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a great conversation, John. I I'm glad that we connected and I, I appreciate you taking your time and, and joining me. And, and for those listening, check out John's Instagram. It's great. Follow him, check out his website, check out the book, check out the podcast. You'll be encouraged by that. Uh, subscribe to his podcast, 
like it, leave a review, a five-star review for his podcast. I know that's encouraging. And he, John's out there doing his thing, trying to encourage people, you know, while, while he also is, is fighting against that opposition, trying to stop him, but he ain't stopping. John's moving forward. So, uh, John, it's been great. Thank you for joining me, man. And, uh, we'll definitely enjoy your Texas sun and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. Appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, dude. Stay the course. God bless. All right. You too. God bless my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.